Okay, you guys, we're going to... Has everyone got, still got their litany or they don't? Get your litany of humility out. Start humbling yourself. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart. From the desire of being esteemed. From the desire of being loved. From the desire of being extolled. From the desire of being honored. From the desire of being praised. From the desire of being preferred to others. From the desire of being consulted. From the desire of being approved. From the fear of being humiliated. From the fear of being despised. From the fear of suffering rebukes. From the fear of being calumniated. From the fear of being forgotten. From the fear of being ridiculed. From the fear of being wronged. From the fear of being suspected. That others may be loved more than I. That others may be esteemed more than I. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may be holier than I provided I become as holy as I should. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so we don't got a ton of time, but um, I wanted to put this up real quick because this, this little flow chart here came out of my own journaling through experience after experience after experience after experience. I found this common theme in my own spiritual life, and I really believe this might help you guys kind of maybe solidify some of the things we've been talking about. It's a great little chart to pray through. And I want to just explain it briefly because you can take this and really use it as a model of how to go through prayer and how to enter into that deeper journaling. Because um, what I'm hopefully equipping you with some tools you can use. You know, like the rosary is a tool, right? The, uh, the, the journaling is a tool. It's a great tool for your prayer life. Um, so reading the scripture is a tool. You know, I'm giving you these scriptures. I'm going to run through some of these slides uh, this time and the next time as well. You could just jot these scriptures down and to take these into your prayer. You know, throughout, don't just stop here, right? You take what we receive here and you continue to chew on it and meditate on it. And there'll be, uh, we'll have, we'll all, you'll, you'll all have access to the, to the talks if you wanted to, if you missed something, I want to re-reflect on something. Um, so here, this is kind of what we've been saying is truth. This is our true identity. This is knowing who you are. It's knowing that you're loved because of who you are, not because of what you do. 
That's the truth. Only when you live in that truth will you have peace. You will never have peace if you don't know that you're loved because of who you are, not because of what you do. If you believe you're loved because of what you do, you'll never have peace because you're not in the truth. So that's the truth. And this is kind of how we're, we're, born, we're born with this. We come from God. Think about it. God, the eternal Father, created all things through His Word. In John's Gospel, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Nothing came to be that didn't come to be through God's Word. Okay, So all things came to be through the Word. Your souls and my soul come directly from God. Our bodies are given to us through our parents' cooperation in God's plan, right? So mom and dad provide the material and God provides the soul. So the body and the soul. So our souls come right from God. Very important. Because this truth, if you want to get in touch with this truth, you have to get in touch with your desire to be loved as God can only love you. You know, and, and how do you get in touch with that desire? We're going to talk a little bit about that. But truth, who are you? You, you, you come from God. And it's kind of like this. If I say to you, let's say you've never heard of coffee, never talked about coffee, you've never heard of it, um, and I started talking to you about coffee, you know, it's warm, it's good, gives you some zip, you know, it keeps you awake. There's all these good things about coffee. Well, you might remember that, but tomorrow, since you've never really tasted coffee, you'd be like, well, that's great, but whatever, you know, because you never tasted it. But if I gave you a taste of coffee, and then tomorrow I said to you, coffee doesn't exist, you'd be like, whatever, I tasted it. We have this desire in us that came from God, yet we can't see God. So, we've all here tasted God. When, the, when, God, when God, at the moment of our creation, when God brought us into a being and existence, at that very moment... We've come right from God. Our soul was infused from God into our bodies, in our mother's womb. That moment where our soul was created by God, that means our soul touched God. Our soul experienced God. And then we're in our bodies at the moment of conception. We're born into this world. We mature and we grow. And we have this um, desire in us for love that we can't quite understand where it came from. Because... How can you desire perfect love if you haven't somewhere tasted it? So you only have a few options. You believe that someone on earth can satisfy your heart. Um, every, look, listen to every music, uh, every song, in the lyrics of songs. It all goes to this. Um, looking for love in all the wrong places, you know. It's, it's, we have this desire in us to find the answer to the question that God put in each of us. We have a question in each of us. And we're looking for an answer. Well, God is truth. He's the answer to the question that He put into our very nature and our being. And that question is heard through the desire, the longing, the ache. John Paul calls it this insatiable ache for love. So you've all tasted God. The moment God created your souls and put them into your mother's womb, into your body, at that moment you became a person. And at that very moment you have this, this experience in you of, of God that you're looking for Him. 
Your whole life is, is a search to find, to find the answer to the question, to find the truth. And we have a few options. A, we believe in God and let God be our hope and our peace. B, we run through this life looking from person to person to person to person to person trying to find the right person. No one's going to do it. It's just we're not yet convinced that people can't satisfy us. Or C, we don't believe people can help us and we don't believe in God and we despair. Three choices. You believe in God, you believe in people, or you despair because you've tried people and you've tried God and none of them work. But if God doesn't work, it's not because God's not working, it's because your image of God needs to be corrected. Kind of going back to what I said. So the truth is knowing how He loves me. Not because what I do, but because of who I am. Okay, so that desire. Get in touch with that desire. And, and then, okay, as we're born into this world with this truth, we head through life, you know, we go through life, and we, we pass through these, lying, these moments of lies. Strike three. Boo. <laughs> Come on, hit the ball, you know, like, what's wrong with you? As little kids, we growing up, we, we have this in us. This is in every human being, this truth, because God's Word made us. He is the truth. This, this, this longing's in us. But we go and we start to, these lies start to, if you will, it's imagine if you, if you were passing through this, this is you passing through the lies. You start to hear these lies, experience these lies, and with every lie comes pain. With every lie comes pain. Anytime you're lied to, you're going to feel pain. You know, because... What happens? If you know your love because of who you are, when you pass through these lies and you feel that pain, you have two choices to make. You can take the higher road or the lower road. You could say, this is the two kingdoms. I'm not tall enough. but The two kingdoms. Kingdom of God, kingdom of Satan evil in the world. So God's kingdom, you have, you have, you're at the crossroads at this moment. You have a decision, choice. You have a choice to make at this moment. So you're feeling the pain of the lie of someone just telling you your value and worth is based upon your productivity or your utility. That's a lie. So you're feeling that pain. The temptation is when you feel that pain, you're going to make a choice to go up or down. You're going to go to the upper road or lower road. Now, if you believe the lie. This disappears. And you start living from this. Okay? Then you, you're, you're obviously, you're going to take this road. Because if you believe the lie, you're going to have unholy fear. What does that mean? I'm afraid of not meeting the standard. So I always have to, now, now, I, now I'm afraid of not meeting the condition that the lie put on my value and worth. I'm valuable and worth something to the degree I'm productive. Crap, I gotta work hard. I gotta, I gotta, I'm afraid of not having peace. So love's been redefined by the lie. So now I have to live my life always trying to meet the conditions that I believe need to be met for me to have peace. I have to do this. I have to do it. Again, it's this, this pressure. This is what stress is. A lot of our stresses come 
you know, some stresses are a part of our cross in life. Other stresses we create because of the, the things we believe about love. And so we have this unholy fear and then ho- unholy anger. What is that? You're going to beat yourself up. This is where self-hatred comes in. You're going to hate yourself for striking out. You're going to hate yourself for not being as good as the guy beside you. Or, you're going to hate others for putting that pressure on you. (laughs) So, the fear always will lead to anger. And anger will, unholy fear will lead to unholy anger. And unholy anger will basically be, I got to do something better. I got to be better. I got to impress more. I got to get better at this. I got to get better at that. So we feel this. We feel this burden on us. Or we're like, angry at everybody because they're putting all this pressure on us and we hate that okay so that leads to unforgiveness resentment bitterness depression you name it you can go on and on but this path isn't going to help right it's it's sick this is this is the path of the enemy so what happens if we put this back up truth So what happens if I'm going through these lies and pains and you know this is the pattern that's going to happen in your lives. When you're lied to and you start to feel the pain emotional, psychologically, physically, spiritually, when you feel the pain and pressure of the world upon you and you feel these lies, you don't take the bottom path. You're at this moment, okay, ouch, you're going through pain. It's like if someone cracks you in the jaw, you're not really thinking quite straight right away, right? You've got to step back before you make a decision how you're going to attack, you know. And the enemy sometimes hits us and we're like, what just happened? And we're kind of going into a spin and we're dizzy or whatever. And the Lord's like, okay, we got to make a decision here. This is where you got to call on Jesus. Jesus, please help me. Help me, Lord. So you go up here, you're taking this upper road of holy fear. This is, a, this is the first, this is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy fear, fear of the Lord, awe. The the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. And what you fear, what you fear will consume you. That's a scripture, actually. I, I gotta look it up for you. What you fear will consume you. If all right, if I said, for example, if I if I'd be like, if you're afraid of spiders, what are you thinking about all day? Spiders. <laughs> if you're afraid of car wrecks, you're always thinking of being in a car wreck. If you're afraid of cancer, you're always going to be preoccupied with cancer. What you fear will consume and preoccupy your mind and heart. If you, don't, if you fear not being loved, guess what? You're going to use a lot of energy trying to make sure you secure love in your life. What you fear consumes you. Holy fear is fear of the Lord. Well, let's let the Lord consume us. So, okay, we're, we're, we're here we are. We go through the lie. We have pain. We call on the name of the Lord. Holy fear of the Lord reminds me and brings me right back to that moment. And then I'm angry at not the person that just lied to me and hurt me. I'm angry at Satan who's using that person. I identify the lie. I name it. And in the name of Jesus, I claim the truth. See, that's different than down here where you've bought into the lie. And now you believe 
that you have to meet a standard that you don't have to meet. You know, sometimes in my journal, I'm like, well, what if I don't do this? What's the world going to fall apart tomorrow if I, if I don't do this? Sometimes you've got to ask that question. This fear is, this unholy fear will always lead to, because you've bought the lie. You've bought into it. Which means now you're going to hate yourself and you're going to try to meet the standard or you're going to beat everyone else up because they're all your problems. But if you take the higher road, the road of the kingdom of God, you're going to call on the name of the Lord when you're lied to. You're going to have fear, holy fear of the Lord. You're going to, the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. Wisdom, what is wisdom? It's seeing things as God sees them. You want to see each experience you go through in life. That's why I said in this morning, you take the first half of your day and you start to look at it like this. Okay, claim the truth. Speak it out. There's, there's power in speaking it out. When you wake up in the morning, you know, this isn't just, you know, looking in the mirror, oh, you're beautiful. I'm not speaking of that. <laughs> I'm speaking of claiming the truth of Jesus Christ. Like, this is who He says you are. You are my son. You're my warrior. You're my, you're my disciple, my apostle. I love you because of who you are. Claim that right off the bat when you get out of bed. If you don't claim it when you get out of bed, you start to slowly slump into this. this these lies are already coming at you as soon as you get up. And you've got to really get out of bed and get ready and get your armor on quick. Um, so stay in the truth. And this is, you could see where the spiritual war is here. So you, you go through this pain lies, you choose holy fear of the Lord. And holy anger is, I'm not going to lower myself to that level. I'm going to fight against Satan. When I see you hurting me, I don't see you. I see Satan behind the scenes influencing you. When I see anger here, this kind of anger, you know what this is? Is how dare you, how dare you try to redefine love? How dare you put pressure and, and stress on this soul? God is love. Jesus came, that's when, you, if you read in Scripture, Jesus, there's a part where He has a lot of anger. Particularly when He was in the temple, when He flipped the tables over. He was, the people were starting, the, the, the leaders of the church were starting to encourage buying and selling in the temple. And Christ's love is, God's love is free. So see, the world started creeping into the temple, into the church. And then they started to teach this buying and selling and trading as if, you know, you start to make that a part of your spirituality. Okay, if I do this, then God gives me this. We buy and sell and we trade in our spiritual life. And Jesus got so angry, flipped the tables over, threw everyone out. He's like, that was holy anger. He's like, stop trying to redefine love. You know how you're created to be loved. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Fight the good fight. Attack the lies. But you need the Holy Spirit. You need the gift of fear of the Lord to begin to live in this wisdom. To see what's going on. And that's going to always lead to forgiveness. Jesus didn't buy into the lies. Come off the cross if you're the Son of God. He didn't, he didn't buy into it. He's like, I forgive you. Jesus never compromised love. He never changed the definition of love. He lived faithful to who He was. And that gives you peace. And that's what salvation is.
So as you go through your life and your day, you're kind of like, you, you're often going to start on this end when you're journaling. I'm bitter. Or I have, I, I, I'm forgiving. And you're like, okay, what am I doing? Well, you trace it back. Or if you're down here, resentment. Ask the question, who am I angry at? Am I angry at myself or am I angry at someone? Name them. And then you're like, okay, I'm angry because I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? Well, what standard does that person who lied to you putting on you or the world or whatever it is? And this might seem like general, and it is, but it's, you can make it specific with your own experiences in your own, your own life. You take this template to your journal, <clears throat> and you often will work your way back. And you'll often get your right, you'll, the Holy Spirit will lead you right back to the truth. But to know the truth, again, He's going to bring you to identify the lies that led you to that bitterness or resentment or that unholy anger or fear. And so, again, this is, this is um, just a great schematic to use. It's the two kingdoms. Which path do you take when you're lied to and in pain? And if you want to write down Ephesians 6, that's a, that's a whole passage on spiritual warfare. Ephesians chapter 6. Read that and... and um, Ephesians 6, uh, 10 to... 10 to 20. Um, E-P-H-E-S-I-A-N-S. E-P-H-E-S-I-A-N-S. Oh! (laughs) I'm just going to read it to you. It says here... It says, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against world rulers of the dark age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. If you're angry at people, you're missing the point. People are being influenced by demons or by angels, good angels. When someone hurts you and lies to you, if you're taking the higher road, holy fear of the Lord will enlighten you with the wisdom to see and know that, okay, the enemy's at work here. As a man of God, what do I do? Do I start fighting back at a human being? That's not going to do anything. I got to go to war. And you fight spiritual wars with spiritual weapons. You die with Jesus on the cross, forgiving that person. If you want to free that person, you die for them. You love them. You pray for them under your breath. Cast out Satan and the evil spirits under your breath. You know, in the name of Jesus, I command you, Satan, and all and any evil spirits attacking this person to leave this room now. Through the authority I've been given at my baptism, I command you to leave. Because that person is hurting you or whoever is being influenced by the demonic. It's what Paul's saying here. 
He's saying our battle's not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this age. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. When you get up in the morning, I encourage you, when you get up in the morning, take one of these scriptures and read it. Clothe yourselves with truth. This is truth. Put on the armor. Know who you are. Know your weapons. Know your tactics. Know the strategy of the enemy. He's going to come at you all day long with lies. And he knows when you're in that pain, it's hard to make a decision. And when you're making that pain and that lies and that experience you're at, you've got to call on the name of the Lord. That's humility. Call on his name. And, and that's, he's going to bring you right back to the truth of who you are. And that's going to lead to that holy anger. Holy anger is what leads us into spiritual warfare. I'm going to war for this person that's confused. And so he says, he goes on, Stand therefore, having girded your waist, your loins with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having showed your feet in with preparations of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Lies are fiery darts. Satan will shoot at you all day long. Because he wants to get, you know, if you get hit with a poisonous dart, if you don't pull it out quick, I'm not that I've had this experience, <laughs> but if you don't pull it out quick, like a bee sting, right? Once it, if you let it pump the venom in, again, hold up the shield of faith, because when you get hit with a dart, it's, it gets into your system. The lie starts to, it's like when you get hit with a dart, it's like this starts to happen, slowly starts to fade. And eventually, if we don't call on the name of the Lord, this will fade out totally. And then we start living from this place. And then there, this doesn't even exist. You could erase this whole section. You only have one path. But if you call on the name of the Lord, you could almost erase this path. And you start taking the higher path always. Where you have a holy fear. The Holy Spirit comes on me. What you fear consumes you. I'm consumed by the way the Lord loves me. I'm not consumed by these people who say I have to do this and that and everything else. I'm consumed by the way He loves me. And I'm standing on that firm, solid ground, that foundation, and I'm going to war against the enemy. And Satan wants you to think that it's all about, you know, you've got to convince this person to stay in the natural. This is a problem today. Is we're baptized. If you're living just in a temporal order, the natural order, you're living in half reality. And you have a huge disadvantage if you don't understand there's a spiritual dimension and there's demons that are going around prowling about seeking souls to devour you know the scripture it's first it's, it's peter look you could look that up some the devil prowls about like a roaring lion seeking souls to devour resist him solid how he says resist him solid in your faith again call on the name of the lord holy fear it's like you need faith you need faith in the truth. Believe in it. Believe in that desire that you've been given when you were conceived in your mother's womb. There's a desire in you that God put in you because that's meant to lead you to Him. So we, we read on here. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. See, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Fight. You're going to fight this. Pray always. With all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, be watchful to this end. With all perseverance, 
in supplication for the saints. And for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. You know, and so it's a battle, guys. It's been a battle since the beginning and it always will be this battle. So this here, um, our life is our training camp. Your life is your training ground. So living life is godly training. This happens a thousand times a day in your lives. This all happens tons. That's what godly training is. So if you want to write those scriptures out, and again, in Genesis, the Genesis scripture is a, it's a great story. If you have time to read that sometime, you can read it. Um, it's about uh, Joseph being tempted by this woman, and he could easily take advantage of her, and he doesn't because he has godly character. And no one else sees him but him and this woman. And he gets into trouble for it. He actually gets in big trouble. Because he stood for what's right. And she attacked him saying, she started to make things up about it. I mean, you have to read it. But it's a good story. It's a little story. So, um, the next session we're going to go into this more. Um, God working in us which we've been talking about. But this is about the passion of Christ being lived out through us. These scriptures speak of that.
Presence of the living God. 